Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the first episode of Talks with Mo. I'm Mo, and I'm going to be your host today for the podcast. I'm very excited for what we have in store with this podcast. I've never really been much of a writer, therefore I do not blog, but I love to talk. So why not do a podcast? I find people's life stories very interesting. Over the years, I got to know some great individuals from different walks of life with even better stories, so why not share them? That's where this podcast comes into play. I also love digging deep into topics of just about anything. As you will see from this podcast to come, I don't claim to know all the details of the subject matter at hand. That's where you, the listener, comes into play. In order to dig deep into the topic, I need to pick the brain of people that have either dedicated their life to the subject or have a great passion for it. So that's what I want to accomplish with this podcast. Have real conversations about the topics at hand, get to know the people, hear their stories, and share them for others to enjoy. I plan to cover various topics from national news to local, especially my hometown of Bateville. And just like today, um, in the news, I turned on the news this morning whenever I woke up, and I seen a school shooting, and I was just devastated. Um, And then I noticed it happened here in Kentucky. It happened in Marshall County. Um, Marshall County is out in western Kentucky. Um, It's a little bit southeast of Paducah, and my heart was just ripped open. Um, For me, it's kind of close to home because my wife, she teaches high school, and I've got a lot of great family and friends that are in the school system. So all of our hearts and our prayers are lifted up. Uh, to those who have uh, been affected by this school shooting this morning. Um, and um, we're praying for you. And um, um, it's just a, a sad topic. But today I am co-hosted by my cousin, Chris Stamper. Chris, it's glad to have you on, man. Good to be here. Um, so some of you guys know who Chris is. Um, Chris brings an element of expertise to this podcast by having uh, co-hosted his own podcast, Bench Racers Racing Podcast with Clint Cox, and you might not know this, Chris, but your podcast actually led me to want to do my own, because I I really enjoyed listening to you and Clint every week. You guys had an awesome thing going, and uh, I was kind of inspired by doing that. I bet you guys had a blast doing that, didn't you? Well, expertise, first of all, is a very strong (laughs) word. I don't know if me and Clint were ever really experts at much of anything, but I'm glad that you seem to think that, and... uh, yeah, we really enjoyed it. We can't do it as much now, obviously, because kind of our work schedules are so crazy. Clint's training to be a game warden, so he can't just, you know, leave the training facility to go record a podcast. Well, we'll have to, I might have to reach up the ladder to, uh, you know, find the right people in charge to see if we can get Clint away from the academy or what so, um, because I really enjoyed what you guys have done, and um, and I know myself and my dad, we'd all tune in every week uh, to see to see exactly what all y'all had to, to bring to the world of NASCAR because because it's so different than, um, you know, I, I keep up with uh, Fox, uh, NASCAR on Fox, and all the NASCAR and ESPN. But you guys brought a amateur view, basically, of the world of NASCAR. It's like a bunch of guys sitting around the table, maybe the water cooler at work, uh, just talking about racing, and that, that's what I enjoyed about it. Yeah, and I think, uh, I really think that's the best way to do any podcast. I think if you wanted to see serious stuff, we could just watch, you know, the news or 
ESPN or there's lots of stuff you can find, you know, like real hard hitting news on whatever you want to know about. Exactly. But I think, you know, the best podcasts are the ones that's a little bit wacky and a little bit in left field and just people just sitting around talking. Well, you just gave away my podcast because it probably will be a little bit wacky. And from time to time, it probably will be out in left field and probably over the fence. But uh, I've always wanted to do this. And like I said, I enjoy talking to people. Um, you know, I'm just 30 years old and I've already come across a lot of awesome individuals, uh, with awesome stories. And I wish I could kind of go back and listen to those stories again and kind of relive them again and share them with others. And I, that's what I want to accomplish with this podcast. So that's, that's pretty cool. And that's what I want to do with this. Um, so talks with Mo, you can find us on social media. We got a Facebook page. Uh, It's at Talks with Mo, and we're also on Twitter. That's Talks underscore with underscore Mo. And I encourage you guys uh, to join the conversation. Uh, Whenever we upload a uh, podcast or whatever, we'd like to hear your views, your comments on those. So the more people we have involved in this podcast, the more views. I think the better picture we're going to get about the topics that we're going to cover. Yeah, and I really our Facebook page has really grown quite a bit. We need more people on Twitter. Because I think Twitter's, you know, a good, easy way to send questions. You can send questions on anywhere, but I really like the Twitter interaction personally myself. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm kind of new to Twitter. Uh, I only created a personal Twitter account to follow a lot of the athletes because it seems like a lot of your athletes, even NASCAR drivers, um, uh, tweet, and it's 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 fast. Just like you don't have to wait for ESPN to break something right. because these drivers, these athletes are breaking it at the very second that something's going down. And that's what I like about Twitter. So hopefully with this podcast, I'll be able to learn the Twitter world a little bit more, tweet a little bit more um, with Facebook um, and and all that good stuff. So um, we'd like for you guys to join our conversations, jump on there, share our stuff, help us out. um, Send questions. We'll answer anything. Yeah. If if there's something going on in the community – or the nation or anything that you'd like for us to talk about and you want to jump in, let us know. So um, on, on uh, social media, on our Facebook and on Twitter, uh, I posted a kind of a teaser uh, picture of our first podcast, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. And I'll be posting a, uh, the actual non-distorted picture after we get this podcast uploaded. But our first series is going to be Home Sweet Home. And... I'm really excited about this series because this is going to be everything Beattyville. And, of course, you know Beattyville is both mine and your home. Right. And um, so here's here's a couple episodes I'd like to everybody to kind of know about. And if you want to jump in on some of these or have comments on them, let us know. Uh, tweet us, uh, Facebook us, let us know. So the first one's going to be Which Way is Up? The Economic Downturn and Ways to Turn It Around. I think that could be a very interesting podcast. Tapping into the RRG, and that one's tapping into the money machine that the Red River Gorge provides. Things to do in the Red River Gorge, and I'm going to have some people that is part of the tourism in the Red River Gorge and Beatleville, and people that uh, stay in the gorge all the time. My brother. That's who I was thinking of when you were saying this. <laughs> yeah, Jared, he, he pretty much, uh, he, he lives on a rock down there. So if you rock climbing. Literally. See, yeah. So if you rock climbing and you see somebody probably like tied to a rock asleep, has a huge beard. That's probably my brother. Um, so I'd like to get him on here and uh, talk about the gorge and what it offers and how Beattyville can benefit from the world's best rock climbing being right in our back porch. Exactly. And there's a lot of cool stuff 
even not really well kind of like that but there's a lot of cool developments in Batable just over the last year i've been noticing a lot of cool new businesses downtown a lot of stuff that you know we hadn't really seen in years and it seems like it's starting to come back a little bit yeah and i, I wish some of these things was there whenever we was growing up there and, that, and that's going to be another episode that's going to be shop local and we're going to be interviewing uh local small businesses that's just popped up in uh, lee county and um and there's there's like the art factory there's the chocolate inn uh there's like a boutique downtown a bunch of different little stores and uh just home grown home local businesses that i would just like to interview the people and be like why babyville you know exactly and um and what do you plan to accomplish from uh setting up shop setting up route and um in our hometown in Batyville. And also, um, another thing a lot of people don't know, or maybe they do know, I hope they do, is we have a lot of local talent as far as musicians in Lee County. And that's another thing I'd like to do is interview local musicians and um, maybe get a special tune on the Can podcast. you give us a tease of who this possibly could be? Do you, <sighs> do you have anybody in mind? Well, I know some guys at Pick. Um, and um, I know one of the favorite groups that I love listening to is uh, Jacob Fultz, um, the Monroe Land right. Way. Um, I haven't talked to him yet, so if you're listening, I want you on the show. Uh, you guys rock. I love listening to you guys, and um, and they're just I just I just like their their music. You know, it's right. it's from the heart. A lot of it has good stories to tell. So I'd like to have them guys on here tell tell some of the stories of their music and maybe uh, do some picking and grinning on the podcast. Hey, everybody likes picking and grinning. Picking and grinning. And then also one of my favorites is going to be fun times. We're living the good old days of growing up in Lee County. So uh, that's so many. Yeah, there, there's some good stories, especially in the flat. So uh, I can, we, yeah. We got some good stories about me and Chris and Jared and all of us growing up in uh, Primrose, the Abner Flat area, so we can get on here and, and tell some good stories <coughs> of that. But, so that's just a little teaser of what we plan to accomplish. I've got probably 12 other series lined up um, that, that later on down the road we can get into, but Home Sweet Home is going to be our first series uh, that I'd like to get involved, uh, get the people involved, maybe even get some... Uh, politicians on the show i think that could be interesting um i know local elections is going to be coming up so we're going to be talking about you know ways to turn our home around and what better way to maybe talk to the people that's running our government and people that's looking to run our government and see what ideas they have and i think this show itself is a great platform to do that i mean if you're running for an office in lee county where can you go right now to have your voice heard by everybody exactly you know, lee county don't have the debates you know they're not going to put the election coverage on tv so if you want to you know get your opinions out and how you can change community come on the show exactly uh, i know in the past they tried to do some local debates for i think it was like county judge and i don't i don't think there was a big turnout for that um but you know you can come on the show and voice your opinion we'll throw it out on social media and we know how much people stay on social media. Right. So the ears are going to be there. We just need voices. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, we'd love to have you on. Just reach out to us, and we'll get you on here. But today is going to be a little different. Um, today on our uh, intro podcast, we thought it'd be fun to cover a topic that has taken over our social media accounts. Now, I've seen a lot of Donald Trump. 
I've seen a lot about the government being shut down, but we're not going there today. I'm not getting, I'm not getting into politics just yet. But I think it'd be fun to talk about the collapse of our beloved college basketball season, or maybe even the program, the University of the Kentucky Wildcats. Collapse. Collapse. That's a very, very strong word there. And and I picked that word just because every time I get on social media after a ball game, if we don't beat somebody, particularly Facebook, if we're just particularly Facebook, yeah, because I'm new to the Twitter world, so I'm just. But particularly Facebook, every time I get on there after a game, if we don't beat a team by 40 points, the one and done. I don't know how many times I've seen. All these one and dones just don't care. And to me, that's just we've we've talked about this off air. To me, that's totally unfair for a variety of different reasons. The argument that you can't relate with these kids, or you can't relate with players in the program because they're one and dones. I mean, I understand that to a certain extent, but didn't we all relate with John Wall? And didn't we all relate with Anthony Davis? People are choosing and picking who they want to relate with and who they don't want to relate with. And that's kind of based on their talent level. If you say, you know, if your argument is you could never relate with any of these guys, that's fine. But to say that you can relate with John Wall, but you can't relate with Shea Alexander, I think that's kind of a talent. People are choosing that they want to relate with certain players over others. And I agree. I think I see this too. It's hard for me to love this team. I can't. You know, there's there's no connection. Is it because we don't have that one superstar? I think so. I think I think it drives people crazy sometimes that these kids come in here so highly touted, and it takes a little bit while longer than some. And sometimes they never pan out. I mean, wow. we've we've had situations where guys, you know, Alex Porter, when his freshman year was supposed to, came in as a very highly touted recruit, you know, ended up being like a three year guy and struggled at times during those three years. But look how long, or look how valuable Porthos was exactly. to the team, exactly in the long haul. Yeah, you know, and you go back and let's let's look at the 2012 uh, national title team. Would we have won it if we just depended on Anthony Davis? No, exactly. The national title game, Anthony Davis had probably his worst game at Kentucky. He was what the sixth leading scorer on the team. We were, yes, we relied on Anthony Davis mainly because of his defense. He was our defensive anchor. We had, I mean, that was a freshman-ran team, but we had a little bit of experience, and that's what a lot of these people will say. They'll say, well, you know, that 2012 team, they had Darius Miller. They had, you know. They had Jones. They, they Jones had, was Jones was huge for that team. They, they had some freshmen, and then they had, you know, a little bit of experience. And I get that, but still, does anybody think we win that national title without Anthony Davis or without some of these freshmen? Yeah. I mean, come on. I It just aggravates me that I think Cal does a great job. Uh, I don't think you can find anybody that's going to fill Cal's shoes better than Cal. Do we win every big recruit? No. Yeah, and, and look, and, and that's perfect because look, because right now social media is going crazy because good old Duke, you know, I, I don't like them, but they've got number one, two, and three recruits for next year yes and and before the podcast we were talking off the air what is it uh, power forward they're all like kind of the same position or whatever small forward power forward or something like that but you know i got faith in cal what do you think has changed see i've heard that jeff capel down at duke 
ever since he's one of their assistant coaches, and ever since he's got to Duke, he's made this major change in their recruiting, and they're getting some of these. You know, they're consistently beating us the last couple of years on these big guys. I'm just, I kind of wonder what's changed, but I'm not really doubting Cal about it. Because, I mean, we're still going to have the number two class in the country next year. And people's going to freak out, you know, because we didn't get Zion Williamson, who I would have loved to have. Oh, yeah. But why is that kid going to, like, you're the coolest college basketball player in the last 10 or 15 years. You're an internet sensation and you're going to Duke. Like, it just seems like, you know, five years ago we would have got that guy. Because we got the John Walls. We got the DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, I, don't, I hate to see a kid go to Duke, but I also don't think the world's falling. We're going to have the number two class. We're going to be fine. And I think we're going to have a lot of these players coming back. Absolutely. So all these people that say they don't like the one and done, perfect. Because here's your chance. You know, yeah. We're going to get some of these just, guys back. Just, just, just hang on. Enjoy the season. Watch them grow. And let's see who comes back. And, and it's then. always the case. It's, this happens every single year. We'll hit this bell. Seems like we go to play at Tennessee every year. This is what, how many t- years in a row has Cal lost at Tennessee? Three or four? Yeah. This happens every year. Like, it's not the first time we've ever seen this. If you remember the Aaron Harrison year, yeah. they they get their butts kicked down at South they Carolina. Get, they get manhandled down And there. he says, you know, something like, you know, this is at the end of the year. This is all going to be a part of a great story. We all know what happened with Aaron Harrison. You know, he very easily could have won us a national title. Hit. Three huge shots back to back to back. He was shooting lots out there. And the people that did not like, there was a lot of people that didn't like the Harrison Twins that whole season. And all of a sudden come March, the Harrison Twins had a lot more support. The Harrison Twins was a saving grace. Go Big Blue. We love our cats. Hashtag BBN. Yes. It just, people choose and like, Kentucky fans are the best, but they're also kind of the worst too. Because it (laughs) seems like we're always either super high or we're like super low. And I'm trying not to get into that um, because I can get in the worst moods when we lose. I hate to lose. We I am a sore loser. And then I have to tell myself, okay, tomorrow's still going to be tomorrow. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to work. The world's not ending. You exactly. know? And, you know, just enjoy watching these guys grow. I mean, I remember the year that we were undefeated. Every game was so stressful. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, I don't want to get beat. I don't want to lose this undefeated. What's the stress now? You know, I mean, if you win, good. If you see improvement, good. If you take a step back, they're a bunch of freshmen. And I know everybody gets tired of Cal saying it's a bunch of freshmen. It's after January. They're not freshmen anymore. Yes and no. They're still freshmen. Yes. Each game, they're learning something. They're 18, 19-year-old kids. Exactly. I mean, here's my. Do you think that after that Wisconsin game, the fan base's attitude changed for good about this one and done stuff? Because Wisconsin had that experienced team. You know, they weren't as highly touted, but there were guys that had played together for two and three, four years. Do you think the fan base, like their opinions of this one and done, kind of swinged after we got beat on that 38 and one team? I've never thought of it, but I could see. I can see the connection there because it just seems like since then it's the attitude about the one and done hasn't been the same. Which I, I mean, I, that was a heartbreaking loss. That was very. But here's my question: We're Kentucky, you know. We're going to recruit the best of the best every single year. We're not always going to get you know the top guy, but we're we're going to get the best players out there. What do you want Cal to do? 
Do you want him just to stop recruiting these guys and and just go get instead of the five star guys, go get the three and four stars who's not gonna be as good? Like if it's me, I'm taking my chance on these five star guys. You know, maybe every now and then you recruited Dominique Hawkins or Derek Willis who's who's gonna stay four years. Yeah. But you gotta go after the best guys. I mean, fans that say you you want these you wanna have four year players, that's great. But you're not going to win national titles and be as competitive as Cal's been with four-year players. Every coach in the nation wants these all McDonald's All-Americans and these five-star guys. Well, if they, you know, it's up to the the, the power conference power teams that's going to get these guys. I mean, every now and then you'll have this one guy go to somewhere and you're like, what? But other than that, um, you know, these other teams are just getting the best that they can get. Right. You know, I mean, you're going to go to Kentucky. You're going to go to Duke. You're going to go to Kansas. You're going to go to North Carolina if you're the best of the best. It's sketchy when a guy who is the best goes somewhere else. Yeah, because then, you're then thinking, we look oh, up. I'm waiting for a scandal. Then we, yeah, then we look up and we say, okay, why did that happen? You know, it don't make sense. So I just don't understand the arguments, the people that say in the one and done ain't work. Tell me what you want him to do. Yeah. Because – if he recruits players that are a little bit less, yes, we're going to have them longer. Yes, you may get to know them better because they're going to be here four years. But we're not going to win national titles that way. We're not going to beat Duke, who has you know, three of the top guys coming in next year. We're not going to beat them with four-year guys. Maybe maybe if all of our guys are four-year guys yeah. and we're playing that freshman team, but you're going to have to – man, you're going to have to sit through the bumps with that too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a journey. You're not going to be – I think Kentucky fans expect too much. They see this five-star, and they expect them just to come in right off the bat and be great. And that's, you know, some teams are like that. Carl Towns, Devin Booker, that team was like that. The John Wall team, that team was like that. But when you're dealing with freshmen every single year, that's not going to happen. You know, it's not going to be every single year. Not all teams are going to be the same with the same amount of talent in the class. Sometimes you just got to get over it, watch the team take the bumps, and try to get ready for March. Yeah, in years past, you know um – I, I would be interested to see how teams of the past would do in the SEC this year because, you know, we kind of had our way in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But the SEC is not as strong as it is this year. The you SEC know, we, is tough. SEC is tough. tough. And we've got coaches that's come in and have established and have a few years under the belt to build their programs. And, you know, a lot of, you know, this year we're going to have a lot of teams in the SEC in the tournament. Right. Absolutely. And I, and I think what we've probably averaged what probably about four to five four to five teams each year in the in the in the tournament but this year you're probably looking at what seven eight teams. So let's just look I'm I've got it pulled up now. Auburn is 17 and 2. <laughs> Auburn basketball is 17 and 2. Side note, I love Bruce Pearl. I was tickled to death when he came back. Uh it's not as good as seeing him in the orange jacket, but I love Bruce Pearl. Can we play a game of hypotheticals real quick? Hey, so all these people that are wanting Cal gone, okay? There's I don't think there's a ton of them, but there are people who get aggravated that say this ain't working. You don't see people saying, no, we, Cal has to go. Right. But, I mean, you do see that. I have seen that at oh, times. I've seen some so who do these stuff. people want? Like, who do you want? Because you're not going to get Coach K from Duke. He's the only person I can say, okay, that's the only person that recruits, that's doing better than Cal at his own game. So, like, who, who's on your list if we had to replace him? I don't know. And I, I've thought about this because each year I always get a little nervous. Um, thank God we got Brad because I think Brad is our lock. If you're a Cal, if you're a Cal lover, 
Brad is going to keep Cal here a little bit longer than probably Cal would have been here. Yep. Um, but I really don't know who – because Kentucky's different. you got the coaching aspect and you got the salesman aspect. Absolutely. And, you know, who can do both of those – Maybe not even as good as Coach Cal, but, you know, that wouldn't come in here like a Billy G and almost destroy the program. Do you want me to throw out a – what about Bruce Pearl? I, I mean, that's Bruce odd. I, that that would be an odd <laughs> turn of events. But, I mean, he's done good at Auburn. He's done good at Tennessee. I think our fan base would like him. He's been in some trouble before, which, you know – we can. Hey, Coach, that's for another episode. Coach Cal's been in trouble too. Coach Cal's, and people still think Coach Cal's. In tr- that's the thing I don't understand. People think Coach Cal's can get in trouble. Listen, if he's doing something fishy at Kentucky, NCAA, he would have been caught. The NCAA is always just looking at us to, to pan us over something. Yeah, and I really think it's funny when Louisville fans say it. That's yeah. the funniest part. Yeah. It's that's, like you're you're that's a whole other podcast. You're though. busted. But anyways, just a little. Stuff. I don't know who. The point is, I don't know. These fans are saying this. I don't know what they want us to do. Like, I wish that if you're complaining after a game and you say the one and done isn't working, or you're complaining about the one and done, put your solution. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, whenever we get this podcast up. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, I could be, there could, somebody could have a system that works way better, and yeah. I could just be totally wrong. But just, just like I said, I don't claim to know everything about the topics that we talk about, but I plan to learn a little bit more about talking to, you Chris and talking to you guys online and maybe have you on the show um, you know I've seen a lot of people that says you know let's just either they so here's one here's one thing that I've seen if you want to go pro after high school go pro if you come to college stay two years What what's your thoughts on that I mean if you want to go pro go pro I mean well I like Cal's I heard I was watching game day and I heard Cal's idea he said, let's get everybody together as juniors in high school. Let's get them all together. Let's have a combine. Let's have the Players Association and the NBA look at these kids and say, okay, you're ready to go. You should go. Okay, you should go to school. There's not going to be but 10 kids who are maybe ready to go pro. Exactly. But some of these kids in college, I, I kind of agree. Like, why are they here? Like, you know, why was Anthony Davis like, we loved Anthony Davis. I'm glad he was here, won us a national title. Yeah. But did he really need to, Did he really need college basketball? Some of these kids do. A lot of these kids need college basketball. But some of the, the rarity, you know, the 10% we're talking about are probably ready to go play in the NBA tomorrow. Yeah. And I, I don't like the idea of forcing somebody to do something if they're ready to do something else. I agree. And everybody's like, oh, you need that college to grow. Well, LeBron James didn't need it. No. I think he's done quite well with that. He's, I think I think he's done okay. Yeah, I think he's done okay. And you know, I mean, I know LeBron James was probably a bad example because he's he's kind of once in a lifetime player. And I can think of you know examples of kids that's went pro and it's not worked out. You know, Sebastian Telfair back back in oh three oh four whatever that was. Yeah. But you know, I mean, there's there's pros and cons for everything, but I think kids should at least have a choice based on the information that they're given. Yeah, is what I think. But, and I, you know, and then you got to worry about, you know, if they come to college and get hurt, they've pretty much thrown their career away. Thrown their career away. Yeah. And without signing the contract, without getting that signing bonus or whatever, of course, you know, in college, I think they have like insurance that they could, they can get. So if they get hurt, but the player has to pay for it. Right. The university can't pay for right. it. 
and that's another one of uh, Coach Cal's things is the university should be able to pay for this insurance for these players, you know, if they was to get like a career-ending injury, you know, whatever, so. But, you know, worst comes to worst, we're debating on like what Cal should do. Cal ain't changing. Mm-mm. Cal ain't changing, so, I mean, you can be against it, but people, like, having an opinion is awesome. Everybody has an opinion. But Cal ain't going to change what he's doing. Cal is probably the most stubborn person on a one and done. He is going to do his thing until he's done doing it here. You know, it's it's working. I mean, we we are, every year we're, you know, we're the talk of the talk, at least in the discussion. So do you think Cal wins another national title here? I think so. I, I don't think he will leave until he does, unless oh, they have to drag him off the court. Do you think he wins two, no, at least two no matter what? I think so. I would say my opinion is he probably has, what, five years? Are we talking somewhere between five, seven years left here? If I was guessing, totally hypothetical. Seven at the max. I'm looking probably five. We've almost lost him three or four times. If the Harrison twins don't come back, he's gone, you know, three years ago. And then who knows where we're at now. But, you know, if I think he can get one more. And I think when he does it, I think he should just look at everybody and just say, okay, you know? What else do I got to do? If you win two national titles, one is – I think one proves you're a great coach. But two kind of puts you on that other level. And I think Cal kind of needs that for his career just to say, you know, I've, it's, it's a different kind of club when you win two than it is with one. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, Couch can – Couch. Cal can say it's all about the program, it's all about the players, but – he, he he likes his success. Oh yeah, he, he loves his success. He likes to be the bad guy. He likes to be the one just jabbing people in the sides, you know. And and, and I like that of him, you know. I, I really do. So let us know what you think. Um, Strong. I bet there's strong opinions on this. Oh, I'm sure. There's people who's listening to this that I know that are going to disagree with me, but I just I don't understand. You know, Cal is the guy for me, and I, I he does is he the greatest coach, X's and O's? No. No. Does he make mistakes? Yes. yes. Plenty of mistakes. We don't run an out of bounds play to save our lives ever, <laughs> and we get beat on out of bounds plays every single day. We do. There's plenty of mistakes, and I'm fine with saying those mistakes, but saying that it's not working, doing what we're doing, I just I would like to know the alternative solution. Yeah. So who 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 do you see leaving this year for sure? I think Knox and Diallo are probably gone. For, we marked that down. And there's people saying them kids ain't ready, you know. I see that all the time. Yeah. The not ready, Knox ain't ready. If they're first-round picks, they're going. Yeah. So let's, and here's another little secret. College basketball as a whole isn't that great this year. No. It's not. And the players, like Trey Young's probably the best player in the country. Man, Oklahoma he, may not even make the tournament. He, he's lots out. He really is. They may not even make the tournament. and they got know. He's the best player in the country. College basketball as a whole is down this year. It gives us a chance. So yeah, but these—it's not a you know crazy good class. So we're we're gonna lose Knox and we're gonna lose Diallo. I really hope Shea Alexander comes back. He's, I would he's love. Fun. He's fun to watch. I would love to see him with another year if he could just because he he's kind of at the point now where he's really good, but he can get shut down. If like he if he can't get to the basket, he can be shut down. I would like to see him develop that second part of his game. Like, okay, what do you do if you got a really good defender on you and you can't get to the rim? Exactly. What's your What's your next thing that you can do? And he's got to add that to his game. And after that, I think he can be really, really good. Yeah. But 
Vanderbilt? Is Vanderbilt staying? I don't know. I forgot about him. I probably should have said him too. He's probably gone. I mean, all these guys, I was looking the other day, and a lot of these guys are, three or four of these guys are projected in the first round. And, you know, if, if they're projected in the first round, Cal's going to tell them to go. Yeah, that's another thing that I've seen. You know, <clears throat> Cal always says that he will never force a player to stay. But when he goes to these in-home visits, he, he basically tells them, you know, we're all about you, what's best for you and getting you there. Right. And we don't know what goes on behind closed doors at the end of the year when the season's over with. He sits down one-on-one to talk to uh, these players and stuff and their parents and their families. If a, if a player's not ready to go, do you think he tells them that they're probably not ready? Oh, definitely. I, can th- I think Marcus Teague, I think Cal really wanted Marcus Teague back another year. He, Marcus Teague won a national title, but I think there's been players that Cal, you know, said this probably isn't right for you. And some of them are so headstrong about it anyways that they go, and that's fine. But I think Cal gives them the most honest opinion. Cal will never tell a kid that is projected as a first-round guy, he's never going to tell him to come back. No. And and why should why, he? Why would you? I would never tell a player. If, if I know that they're getting contract money, this is what they've lived and breathed since they could walk. They've traveled on these AAU teams. Their families up and moved them across the country to play basketball. They probably bankrupt their family or almost bankrupt their family by supporting these kids. You could not tell them for the sake of the program to stay and uh, play another year at Kentucky if they're in the first round. So I'm just looking at it right now. According to ESPN, Kevin Knox is supposed to go eighth. He's projected to go wow. eighth. In the, that is high. That is high. For Kevin Knox, I mean, that, who we've seen at times be really good this year, and then at other and then times. And you see times where you're like, did he play? Uh, he, <laughs> what aggravates me about him is he will shoot. I think he relies on his three-point shooting a lot. And for his, he has awesome size, and he can handle the basketball. I would like to see him be more aggressive. What about Hamadou Diallo at 14? Wow. That's what I'm saying. We're losing these guys. Like The fans say, you know, they're not ready. They're they're gone. Whether so let's ready just, or not, they're gone. <laughs> let's be prepared for these guys to go. So who's the top three projected? I'm just curious. Uh, I think. Let's see. Let me go back here. This is good podcast. Is it, what's his name from Duke? Uh, I see Marvin Bagley is projected to go third. Oh, okay. Uh, Luca Donick from Real Madrid. Don't know much about him. Oh, yeah, I follow him. Don't know much about no, him. He's number two. I don't know who that is. And then DeAndre Ayton Who's from it? Arizona, the center from Arizona. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Which is he projected I've, number one? Yes, he's re- I've never even seen that guy play, if we're just being honest. that that's You want to know what <laughs> Kentucky does for you? Okay, exactly. We don't. I mean, we're Kentucky fans, but I'm sure a lot more people know Kentucky guys, love them or hate them, than some of these other guys we don't even know. Exactly. Like I think I've only seen him just because of Bleacher Report. I read an article about him one time. Right. But if it wasn't for that, I'd be like, "Who are you talking about?" But I really don't like Duke getting all these cool guys now. They're no. kind of beating. It. We've got to. We got to figure that out. There's going to be a staff change. Cal is going to get a recruiter back on the staff that's going to go get these guys because Duke has that guy that's going at Kentucky consistently, and I think there's some. I think there's a little bit of bad blood between Duke and Kentucky right now. Well, you've seen what Cal. I mean, he kind of did a, a subtle shot at Duke uh, just the other day. Absolutely. Uh, on, on these uh, talking about. Uh, well, I don't want to quote it because I'll probably mess it up. But 
these false promises and all this stuff that, you know, North Carolina will take care of you, Duke, for the rest of your life, and Duke, uh, all that. okay, I'll call Bull. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the only two Kentucky guys in the first round. So to answer your question, I think Homie and Knox are probably gone. But if we get everybody back, wow. besides them two, we're going to be good. Like, we don't need a huge class. If if we get all these guys back and we get a summer to let them improve, we're going to be really good next year. Duke's going to be really good, too. And we play the very first we'll have, game of the year. But then we'll have that argument. Now we got the experienced guys up against the one and dines. Let's see how it's, let's see how it shakes out. Yeah. You know. Give me the top you know. Give me the best guys any day over experience. I think experience is important, don't get me wrong. It's nice to have players who've been there. Like Wichita State, if you remember when Wichita State was really good with Ron Baker and all those Shockers. Guys, they were there forever and they were you know, they played together and they were really good. But didn't we beat them in the tournament with a bunch of freshmen that year? Yeah, then the then the ball headed guy for Kansas that played there for about ten years. Exactly. Perry Ellis. Yes. I, think like, I think he's still playing there. <laughs> I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I always thought that was. Funny. I get fired up. It. I I love Cal, but the people that just it just seems like there's a lot of negativity in the UK fan base right now, and I don't understand why. I don't know if it all if some of it came from football, and then you know basketball's not doing as well, and then maybe. It's just, it just seems like there's some negativity that drives me crazy. Yeah. But if you need a bright spot, are the cheerleaders? They won what is it? Their 23rd national 23. title. Yeah. Jeez, that's crazy. But I'm going to watch Kentucky tonight. That's right. And I'm very excited. That's right. Chris is going to watch uh, Kentucky against Mississippi State. And I'll be sitting in the upper arena, rooting for an unranked team. And it reminded me of the time me and you sat in the upper arena and rooted <laughs> for an unranked team. That's right. We had a great point guard by the name of Michael Porter, who is unbelievable. <laughs> we, I mean, he was just a superstar. <sighs> we had him. Yeah. We had a great coach in Billy Gillespie. See, everybody forgets where we came from. Do you want like? Why did we probably spend two hundred dollars on those tickets? I know we. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never heard Rupp Arena boo before halftime. They were booing these kids as they went to the locker room. Our own team at Rupp. So all the people saying, you know, Cal ain't working, go back to, you know, before Cal got here. That's right. And let's see what it was like then. Just just sit back and reflect, take a trip down memory lane, and then snap back to reality and just enjoy the ride. Watch these guys grow, uh, open up so you can make a connection with these guys, and um, just enjoy it. I mean, come on. I mean, before you know it, Cal's going to be gone. We are in the best times. Don't you agree that we, we are, are in the best times we're ever going to be in? Don't waste your time complaining. You know, don't complain when we're in the best times we're ever going to be in. Exactly, because we don't know what down the road is going to bring. So yeah. enjoy it. Enjoy it. That was our tangent for the day. That was our tangent. I think we did that in one breath. So uh, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Like I said, get on our Facebook. Get on Twitter. Find us, share us, um, let us know the state of the program, what you think, and uh, maybe down the road, whenever uh, March Madness gets here, or we'll probably do another podcast about Kentucky basketball, ACC tournament time. Oh, definitely. And um, whenever uh, March gets here, um, and uh, we'll just we'll just track the progress and, and enjoy the ride. Do you think there's a way we can ask a question that we can kind of get fans' reaction on? Like, a simple yes or no. Like, is there a way we can phrase it? Like, are you happy with the state of the Kentucky basketball program right now? Yes or no? 
I would be very curious to see what people say. Because I, I know there's going to be some no's. Because I, you see, I mean, get on, get on Facebook or Twitter after a, after a bad game. And I see, do not see what it, see what people are saying. I do not get on there anymore. There's going to be some no's. Yeah, I think there's still going to be more yeses, but there's going to be, you know. Well, it depends if we win tonight. If we get beat by Mississippi oh, State, man. everybody's going to be just. And I'll they're not be bad. Upset. I know they're not. They got the same record as us. We shouldn't drop two in a row at home. I don't know if cows. I don't think cows ever dropped two in a row at home. I think I heard that somewhere today that he's never dropped. He might have, like, the year Nerlens got hurt. But what was that, 2013 or something? Yeah. Like that? But um, so yeah, are you happy with the state of the basketball program as of right now? Yes or no? So let us know what you think, and um, we will. I'll pick back up on our next podcast. We'll do a little follow up from this one to let everybody know the responses, and uh, don't forget. The new series that we'll be covering is Home Sweet Home. Uh, we're going to be talking about the economic downturn and ways to turn it around in uh, Lee County. We're going to be talking about tapping into the Red River Gorge. Um, we're going to be talking to some local musicians, um, hearing their stories, maybe get some picking on, on the, the podcast. And um, we're going to be interviewing some small businesses, some local businesses that's popped up here recently in Lee County and how that's... Uh, help uh, just kind of lift up the spirits of, uh, you know, Lee County might be down, um, but they're not going down without a fight. Absolutely. And um, the ways to help the economic, um, um, the status within Lee County. And then we're going to be reliving some of the fun times that we've had uh, growing up in Lee County. And um, we're going to be talking to some local um, people that's uh, in office. And then I would love to get some people that's running for office to get their view and how they think why they are running and how they can help turn things around. And it's, it's going to be fun. So, and we're uh, open to any office, too. Is yeah, what... any office. If you're running for dog catcher, I'd love to have you on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not picky. Uh, everybody's job is important. Everybody's role within the community is important. And everybody's voice is important. So I'd love to have you on. And it's going to be fun. So thanks for supporting us, uh, supporting this podcast. And we look to uh, talking later. So y'all have a good one.